guys, this is Nile and welcome to Greek Mythology with Nile. This is the podcast where I, Nile, crazy lover of Greek mythology, tell you more about it. In today's episode, we will know about the grand marriage of Hera and Zeus and what happened after it. Well, without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Yeah, so Zeus and Hera announced the happy news and the gods began preparing for the biggest wedding in the history of weddings. That's where we left off. Well, you have to pity Hermes, the messenger god, who had to deliver the wedding invitations. Every god, titan, mortal, nymph, satyr and animal in the world was invited to join the party. I hope the snails got their invites early. It must have taken them forever to get there. Different people will tell you different stories about the wedding where's where the wedding was held we'll go to the island of crete because it makes sense that was where zeus hid on mount ida when he was a baby so the place had good karma i'm still trying to figure out the logistics though so you invite a wild rabbit living in italy to a party in the island of crete what's that supposed to do swim there the little tucks would get wet anyway everybody who is invited showed up except for one really stupid nymph named chelon She lived in Arcadia on the Greek mainland in this hut by the river and she just threw her invitation away. Meh, she said. Stupid wedding. I'd rather stay home. Then when Hermes discovered he was a no-show, he got mad. I guess it was his job to check the guest list. He flew back to Chelon's place and found her bathing in the river. What's the deal? he demanded. You're not even dressed. The wedding is on. Uh, Chilon said, uh, I'm a little slow. I'll be there. Really? That's the story you're going with? Hermes said. Okay, no, she admitted. I just want to stay home. Hermes got a dark look in his eyes. Fine. He marched over to Chilon's hut and picked up the entire building, Superman style. You want to stay home? Stay home forever. He threw the house right on top of her. But instead of dying, Chilon changed form. The house shrank over her back, melting into a shell, and Chilon became the world's first tortoise, an animal that is always slow and carries its house on its back. That's why Chilon means tortoise in Greek. Hey, you never know, you might need that info on Wikipedia someday. The rest of the world was smart and went to the party. The bride and groom entered the sacred grove in a golden chariot de- driven by Eos, the titan of the dawn. So rosy red light spread over the crowd as Zeus and Hera approached, signaling the dawn of the day. The three fates officiated the ceremony, which would have made me nervous. Those creepy old ladies could control the future and snip your lifeline, so you have to take your words pretty seriously. Hera and Zeus became man and wife, king and queen of the universe. Everybody gave them amazing presents, but the last one was Hera's favorite. The earth rumbled and a sapling burst from the ground. a young apple tree bearing solid gold fruit there was no card attached but hera knew it was a gift from her grandmother gaia who was still asleep but who must have sensed the party going on hera ordered the apple tree taken to the farthest western corner of the earth where it was replanted in a beautiful garden right at the feet of the titan atlas who was still holding up the sky She sent an immortal dragon named Ladon to guard the tree along with a group of Atlas's daughters called the Hesperides the nymphs of the evening sky to guard the tree When Hera pla- why Hera planted her apple tree way out there instead of keeping it on Mount Olympus I don't know 
Maybe she just wanted to make it harder for heroes to steal her apples later on. If so, her plan worked mostly. Zeus and Hera stayed happily married for three hundred years, which isn't a long time for gods, but it is better than your average Hollywood marriage. They had three kids together: a boy, Ares, who was what you call a problem child; a girl, Hebe, who became the goddess of eternal youth; and another girl, Alethea, who became the goddess of childbirth. Kind of bad planning, having the goddess of childbirth last after you've had two kids. It's almost like Hera thought, "Wow, this childbearing stuff, this hurts. We should have a goddess for this." After their third kid was born, Zeus started to get the four hundred year itch. He remembered the good old days when he was a single guy, ambushing goddesses in snake pits and fun stuff like that. He started looking at the other women and started flirting again. He'd promised to be a good husband. And he had been for a while, but when you're immortal, those vows about as long as you both shall live take on a whole new meaning. The more he flirted, the more upset and suspicious Hera got. What she hated were all the kids Zeus had by other women. They just kept popping out like little weeds. Zeus claimed that they were all from previous relationships, but that excuse didn't really cut it. Some of those kids were mortal, and they definitely didn't look over three hundred years old. Every time one of them showed up, Hera imagined the other gods snickering behind her back, whispering about a fool she'd been to trust Zeus. Finally, she blew her lid. She shouted at Zeus, "You keep having kids without me. You think that's funny? You think I appreciate you going back on your promise?" Zeus frowned. "Is that a trick question? See how you like it," Hera cried. I'm going to have a kid without you, without any man. I'll have a baby all by myself. Zeus scratched his head. Uh, honey, I don't think it works that way. Bah! Hera marched out of the throne room. I don't know how she did it. Since her wedding with Zeus, Hera had become the goddess of marriage and motherhood. So I suppose she had certain powers. Anyway, out of sheer force of will and some very effective breathing exercises. Probably some Eastern meditation, a proper diet. Hera got pregnant magically with absolutely no help. That was the good news. The bad news: when the baby arrived, he looked like he could have used some help. His head was misshapen. His whole body was covered with patches of curly black hair. He had a large chest and bulky arms, but his legs were shriveled and bent, one slightly longer than the other. Instead of crying, he made grunting noises that he really needed to use the bathroom. He was the ugliest kid Hera had ever seen. Even though he was her own baby, she felt no motherly connection at all, no love, just embarrassment. Personally, I'm not. Su- I'm not surprised things turned out badly. I mean, you have a baby for revenge. That's a pretty much a reason, but it wasn't the kid's fault. Hera said to herself, "I can't show this baby to the other gods. I'd be ridiculed." She went down to the open window of her bedroom and looked down the side of Mount Olympus. It was sure a long way down. Who would ever know if this kid disappeared? She could always claim that she had never been pregnant. For false alarm. But before she could rethink this pretty terrible idea, she tossed the baby out of the window. I know, right? Totally cold. Like a kid is something you can just throw away. But Hera was complicated that way. One day she was the perfect mother. The next day she was throwing babies out of the window. Oh, but the kid wasn't gone. His name was Hephaestus, and we'll get, and we'll see what happened to him later on. In the meantime, Hera had other problems to deal with.
So guys, that's it for today's episode. Well, I hope you liked today's episode. You can find me on Instagram at Nila Knight. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, The Cast, Hub Hop Studio, Amazon Music, and Breaker. Please rate and review to your friends and family. It helps me a lot. You can message me on Instagram, and please don't forget to check out my website. It's just Greek Mythology with Nila dot Hub Hopper dot com. Please go and check it out. Thanks. I love you all, and bye.